Welcome back to the Podmore Get Better podcast. Today is Sunday, November 14th. I'm Will Sandstead and I'm honored to have back Tony Johnson. Yeah, I'm here and I feel like we haven't even podcasted in like a month. Yeah, I know I missed you, you did a little one. I we missed it last week. I was at Richmond, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, technical difficulties. Yes, yeah, yeah. like uh, mental mental issues. Uh, <laughs> it was the shower, right? I think it was the VRBO shower, which I might talk about in a little bit. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm back. Uh, have we even done a podcast since the new courses came out? Uh, Maybe one. I, I not not really. No. <laughs> we, All right. Well, we've had some obligations. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. Welcome back to the Podmore Get Better, uh, and uh, here we go. Yeah. So we kind of wanted to talk about since I went to Wisconsin, I kind of gave a, a brief podcast recap up on that. Tony uh, was in attendance at Richmond. So if you want to talk about Richmond, that'd yeah, be great. I I think I talked about this a lot on my on the lead up to Richmond. It's been a tournament that I've been trying to get back to for a while because it's a lot of fun. Uh, you see a lot of guys there that you you don't necessarily see at some of the other tournaments. It's a lot of East Coast guys. Uh, South Carolina had a great representation. Yeah. A lot of the you know the the northeast guys they can either ride the train down or or uh you know drive down relatively easy um there was 83 guys which is the highest in a while there it might even be a record i'm not totally sure uh but 83 guys that's, that's huge uh, that's huge for richmond uh I, and again like i said south carolina i think they had like 12 or something it was crazy uh, I didn't even know there was 12 golden tee players in south carolina <laughs> 12 machines but uh just a little recap uh uh, Al, Jazz, and I, uh, we, we flew in together and we roomed together, and uh, we got in Friday, uh, met uh, Kevin O'Connor and Graham Bracker, Bratcher, Bratcher, at, uh, at uh, the D.C. airport, and they actually drove us down from D.C., uh, got in Friday, uh, got to the bar, Friday afternoon at uh, Baja Bean is free beer like from five o'clock on so he's got like four kegs oh yeah here speaking of beers not free but we'll do it anyway beautiful oh cheers uh so there was like i can't remember three or four different beer options that were free for five or four or five hours uh so that was great uh then the the handicap tournament was friday night uh, i got knocked out first round i needed to shoot a 33 under on agave uh just to get into extras. Mm. Uh, spoiler alert, that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, and so then Saturday was qualifier. Oh, but before I get to the qualifier, I should actually talk about Saturday morning. Without Well, Saturday very early morning. Big apologies to Al Jazz. He had to sleep in the lawn of our VRBO. <laughs> totally my fault. Uh, and I've recounted that story a couple times. Uh, but also, uh, our VRBO did not have towels. So we had to uh, dry off with paper towels. Uh, we made do. But uh, the quicker picker-upper. But that did not affect our play because Saturday, qualifier day, uh, I ended up, I qualified with uh, Brandon Robinson and John Remmel. Fun group. Good. Uh, it was pretty long qualifier. I mean, with 82 guys, pretty small environment there. So it was three on a machine. We didn't get really started until 1 o'clock or so. So it went pretty late. But it was good to have a fun, uh, fun couple guys to qualify with. Uh, shout out to B Rob, uh, doing the swim dance. You know what I'm talking about, Brandon. Uh, I'm just doing the swim dance right now, thinking about it. Uh, so I ended up qualifying second. I think B Rob got uh, in the top, top eight for sure. I think fifth. Yeah. 
Uh, and then uh, John Remmel ended up, I think, just missing the uh, just missing the main bracket. Yeah, I saw but it was uh, a fun group of guys. I saw Chris Brewer was the number one overall qualifier. He was, yeah, yeah. He, uh, we, I think, all of us had one course that we didn't do well on. So mine was the first course. I, I ended up shooting a twenty-five or something on Catadreus, which is like fortieth. And then <laughs> I ended up going like second, third, eighth, third, or something for the final. And so I think we all, all of us, kind of had. One course that we blew up on, so uh, 136, I think, was what Chris Brewer ended up with, and then I was 135. There was another 135, I think, um, and then there was a, gr- and then the chunk, there was a chunk of the lower 130s, and then I think the cut line was, uh, there were, uh, the the lowest, the the best score not to make it, I think, was 118 with shotties. There was no 119s, and I think 120 was actually the lowest of the 32-man bracket. Yeah, so I know that now the Baja Bean, this is a PEG Tour event. Shout out to PEG Tour. Obviously, yes. you got Steve Sobel, Russ Layton, Paige Gossett, and then Dan Weiss helping out, you know, literally going cross-country from the center of the country, bringing all these machines down there. I know back in the day, they used to have the the Fuego scoring system, so they no longer do that, is that correct? Is this yeah, just straight correct. up? Is this straight up qualifying? Your score's your score? Completely I know. regular. Yep, it's a completely regular PEGT event, other than the incredible hospitality from mm-hmm. uh, Richmond Jeff. Uh, so speaking of Saturday, so a qualifier Saturday, uh, during the qualifier, free tacos. Oh. So... <laughs> I didn't see Ryan Tansy on this on this list. Wow, he likes to pay for tacos. Apparently, <laughs> uh, so that was uh, Saturday, and then uh, so Saturday night, uh, I ended up calling it relatively early. Uh, Al Jazz managed to get into our VRBO unit. He didn't have to sleep Saturday. outside. No, so he did sleep on uh, the couch he, on uh, on Saturday night. So uh, he got his money's worth. He had a roof over his head. He did, yep. And, and then, then and then no towels, so you had to go paper still, towels the next morning as so, well. So ironically, there was a place like Kitty Corner or across the street from uh, Baja Bean that actually sold towels, <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't end up. We never had the wherewithal <laughs> to go buy the towels because uh, it would have been worth it. Because drying off with paper towels, try it sometime. It sounds like camping. It's it's pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, you you do your arms and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. You do your chest. You get to the legs. You're like, oh, that's a lot of... And then try to do your back with paper towels. Good luck. Uh, So you just roll around on the floor a little bit to dry off your back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's better than air drying, which is what we thought we were going to have to do. Uh, So Saturday, uh, that rolled into Sunday. And the the results were Paul Taylor won. He was the favorite uh, based on on the Calcutta. Uh, He won. Uh, Stu Fox got second, so uh, and uh, I lost to Stu. One of my one of my losses was to Stu earlier on. Uh, Adrian Westergren got third. One of my losses was to Wes, uh, and I got fourth. Uh, and ultimately, you know, I top four. You can't be mad about that. Obviously, I always want to do better than that. Uh, I'm always trying to get my first PEGT tour victory. Uh, Amen, brother. Not uh, not the case this time, but fourth place. Uh, guarantees me, essentially guarantees me, that I'll be in the uh, the big gun, the top gun, uh, in Houston, uh, in the uh, very end of November, very early December. So, yeah, I know uh, some of the Minnesota guys uh, booked that Houston tournament. You booked it, I booked it, Aljaz booked it. Uh, I haven't seen on the PG website 
typically they keep a fairly updated list of folks who have registered on the website. Uh, the last time I saw that, I think it was only 8 or 10, so they're probably coming off the uh, Richmond hangover, so hopefully that'll get updated. But that, that Houston tourney, I think, usually goes right around 80, 90, 100 guys. I think, uh, I think it was 100, like 110 last year. Really? Maybe I'm wrong there, but in my head it was like 110. That's huge. So I'm, I'm excited. I've never been to Houston. I'm excited for this tourney. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. So uh, Richmond, oh, so Richmond was great. Uh, tournament, so I talked about free tacos on uh, Saturday. More free shit on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, he, had roast, he had started roasting a pig overnight Friday night, mm-hmm. and it just filled up the whole neighborhood. Like literally I was taking my Uber on Saturday morning, and you could smell this pig no from shit. a block away. And the driver was like, what's that? <laughs> I was like, that's Richmond Jeff. Mm. He's cooking a pig. He's smoking a pig. And uh, so that was, uh, we had a free pig on uh, Sunday oh, during man. the tournament. So uh, uh, I, lo- I love what PEGT does in terms of hosting their events. A lot of great bars that have been at, uh, that have hosted PEGT events over the years, uh, for sure the best is is uh, Baja being in Richmond. Uh, can be a little bit tougher to get to than some of the other events, but you know if you ever are looking to get to a tournament, uh, it's a great opportunity. So not just being from Minnesota, but you had mentioned that from Minnesota instead of flying directly into Richmond, you actually went to Washington D.C. and had what like an hour, hour and a half car ride down there. So, so not bad. yeah, it was uh, it wasn't bad. So we ended up flying home through from Richmond, but uh, but the really it was really expensive to fly into Richmond, uh, but we flew into D.C. instead, and then uh, there's enough D.C. guys that we were able to hitch a ride again with Kevin O'Connor. Thank you. Um, but it was it was maybe two hours. There was some traffic, so it was Got about you. two hour two hour drive, uh, but. Not not bad, and it saved us three hundred bucks or something. That's by huge. Flying into by flying into uh, Dulles in this case. Yeah, so I think with Richmond wrapping up right now, we currently have the TOC Championship going on. Uh, Club Lucky promotion out in Madison, Wisconsin. Last night they had the doubles tournament. I know it was taken down by uh, Greg Kinsler. It looked like I think uh, he and defeated and someone with a un- unpronounceable name apparently. Yeah, it's worse than uh, Caddy Dreas. Uh, oh, nailed it's, it. it. He's been practicing. Yeah, it's, it's a long name. Uh, in between podcasts, I have been cursing out that name, but I've been practicing. And I think uh, Greg Kinsler and his partner took down Clint Grover, I believe, and his partner, who I can't recall off the top of my head. But uh, the payouts were juicy. Oh, yeah. uh, it was twenty three hundred for first, I Woo! believe, and uh, gosh, I want to say fourteen or sixteen hundred for second. Just right, uh, that's just the doubles. Yeah, that, that's oh, just by the way, doubles. here's a here's a little uh, tournament we're gonna put on. Here's twenty three hundred dollar first prize. Yeah, but I I saw on the scroll earlier that uh, the grant the total pri- uh, prize pool for TOC is sixty thousand. Yeah, that's which is uh, highly highly impressive. Yeah, I mean that that's right on pace with Worlds, considering that IT has been putting on Worlds, and you know I I believe doing fifty to seventy five thousand um, dollars with the prize pools. I mean this is this is huge, and the number of entrants wasn't that high. Like we said, it was uh, just localized to certain vendors who had to purchase passes or give out passes to players. Um, but I'm definitely gonna try to get on this TLC train next year if it's that short of a drive to Minnesota. Try to get one Wisconsin. of these. Uh, yeah, in Minnesota we don't have anybody. There's no Correct. there's no club lucky anywhere near us. And so if we were gonna try to qualify, we'd have to travel to Wisconsin or Iowa for a, probably a couple weekends to knock out our 250 game minimum. Yeah. Um, but maybe we should. I mean, I'm, you know, I think we have a good relationship with our vendor here. But it'd be nice to find one that we could at least. Uh, promise to play 500 games over the course of the year and, and get back in that club lucky tournament because it's pretty pretty it's a it's a great field 
all the yeah. huge prize pool, so the, all the you know a lot of the best players are there, and I'm sure it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I uh, I know if any vendors are listening to this podcast, uh, you just send Tony and I a message. Let us know where to play during the course of this next year, so uh, we can participate next year. I think that'd be great. So we kind of covered the Richmond tournament, and Tony and Al Jazz's experience down there uh, spoke briefly about TLC going on right now, which is being streamed on Golden Tee TV with Richard King, absolutely yep. huge. And the next big upcoming tournament, the Houston tournament, then the secondary tournament with the Top Gun and the Little Gun. Uh, Lil Gun. Lil Gun. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Lil Kins yeah. uh, back in the day. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, uh, starting this past weekend, I don't know if this is just a two-day window, but the daily contest and the money shot contest uh, stirred a little bit of controversy uh, with some unexpected prize payouts and pot drops uh, just this past Saturday and currently today, Sunday. Yeah, I, I think that Incredible Technologies has been pretty open. They're not open book about it, but they're open about the fact that the prize pool is largely based on how many people play uh, you know, the weeks previous. Uh, and that makes sense. I don't, I don't, we don't expect them to have a $2,500 prize pool on Saturday if not that many people play. Yeah. And so, uh, and we've seen it drop a little bit. It was it was kind of hovering in the just over 1,000 and then they dropped it to 900, I think, uh, like a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then, but this, uh, just yesterday, Saturday, they dropped it to $500. For the daily. For the daily, sorry. And I don't even, uh, do you have, I don't have the numbers here for the, for yeah, the money I shot. The, I think the breakdown was uh, $500 prize pool for the daily and $700 for money shot. So if you win the daily right now, you're only looking at a $45 and 45 cent payout. Whereas with money shot, that's like you've talked about in the past, still kind of your lottery ticket, you know, your chance yeah. to hit it big, your casino slot machine, $700 prize pool. You take first night, you're still getting 175 bucks. And what, what I think is there's a couple interesting things here. I, I think it's interesting that when they've dropped the prize, I totally understand why they dropped the prize yep. pool. If not, if nobody's playing it, we're not expecting you to just f fund free money for people. Yeah, like Don should fund itself. Yeah, Don's been very clear in some of the yeah, Facebook yeah. posts and responses that he's looking for number one the growth of the game, but also a sustainable business model. Right. You know, you can't fund worlds um, by you know having a small rake off the daily pot and expect to keep big pots if no one's contributing right. to it. That, I, that makes no business yeah, sense. And I, I get that. What what I what I think is really interesting from this latest uh, prize pool drop is that they haven't adjusted the number of winners. Agreed. It's a five hundred dollar prize pool, but three hundred people are winning. And I looked at last Saturday's numbers. I actually should have looked at yesterday's, but I looked at last Saturday's numbers, and it was four hundred and thirty-four or something unique participants. Uh, and so, if the same thing happened yesterday, it would be three hundred people. Well, so that's like seventy-five percent of the people getting a prize. And yesterday's prizes, uh, place one hundred and one through three hundred, was forty-five cents. Yeah. What's the sense in that? Yeah. I mean, I mean, realistically, just. I understand cutting the price, the total prize pool it makes total sense. But you got to, at some point, you have to cut the number of winners as well. And and you know what, I, I'm usually I'm a I'm a decent winner on Freaky Fridays. If you're gonna adjust down the number of winners on a day that doesn't have that many people playing, mm -hmm. so let's say on on Saturdays and Sundays you adjust it down to 150 total winners, and that helps boost up that the top 10 or the top 20. We'll do the do the opposite on Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday has. 3,000 unique or 2,000 unique participants. Well, why do only 300 people win? Have it be 500 on Freaky Fridays mm -hmm. and have it be 150 on the weekends. I mean, uh, I think they've been reluctant to tweak with, to play around with that uh, that programming. 
a little bit because again it, it, it's easy to just do the same thing every day with just adjusted prize pools uh, but I think uh, it's time now that we've got a prize pool of four thousand dollars on Friday and five hundred dollars on Saturday. It's time to play around with yeah, the number a, of winners. Yeah, that that that's a pretty interesting dynamic because when you you bring up that you know on a Saturday or Sunday four hundred and twenty three people are playing it and three hundred get paid out and spots one hundred to three hundred, you're literally looking at half the field getting forty five cents back. What's the where, point? Of that? Where you could take that ninety dollars, maybe make it. You know, water that ninety dollars back into the top ten to drive gameplay. You know, from some yeah. of the guys who play a lot and are going to funnel money back into the system. I I, w- I would hazard a guess that not a single person that ended up finishing one hundred and first through three hundredth played more than one game. Yeah. So it, they're not playing it because they're chasing a prize. They're, they 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 played it because um, that's the mode that they ended up playing that day. Yeah, I I, I and agree they probably with that. didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> like, oh, daily contest. Okay, let's play that. Well, seventy percent isn't a bad number. I mean, even if it's forty five cents, you know, everyone gets a participation trophy nowadays. So, it's, well, it's like the the uh, third uh, bronze bracket, right? Don't they pay thirty five spots in it, the uh, yeah. thirty or something? In yeah, the out of fifty. Bracket? Yeah, the uh, it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but so anyway, the the other interesting thing. So I, I said there was two interesting things. Mm-hmm. We spent a while on the first. The other interesting thing in my mind is what's coming up on November 5th, which is events mode. How is, how is that going to affect the daily? Will, will, will it cause the daily to trend downward in terms of gameplay like it is right now? I understand why it's trending down right now because it's the, it's the 2018 courses um, and it's just kind of the, the doldrums. Like Nobody's playing the 2018 courses and they've been waiting for machines to get updated in order yeah. to release the 2019 courses for the daily play. And I think as soon as that happens, it'll, it'll jump back up to, so, to where it was. So speaking of the daily contest getting transitioned over to 2019, when exactly does that happen? Uh, tomorrow. Oh. Tomorrow is the first day. There we go. Break, not breaking news. Uh, well, breaking news for some people that aren't on Facebook. <laughs> but So tomorrow... Uh, the 15th, right? Yeah, 15th is the first day of the 2019 daily courses. I'm, I'm not sure which one it's going to be. I think maybe they said, but I don't remember. Uh, but anyway, it'll be one of the 2019 courses. Uh, so in terms of like things that are happening over the next month or so, we've got 2019 daily courses starting tomorrow. Hopefully the prize pools will kind of bubble back up because they've been bubbling down. So here's the odd thing. Not to cut in, but... Oh, please do. If, if they're going to start doing the 2019 on the daily tomorrow, well, you know what tomorrow is? Monday. Is it going to be a mix-up Monday? It is. They said really? it was. It was oh, like, they I actually said So they they I Now, at this point, I, I am remembering. It's going to be a mix-up <laughs> of... And they said the course, and I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to say it's either Sandhill or Catedras, but I don't remember. Interesting. It's, but it is going to be a mix-up Monday, but it's cool. going to be on the 29th. Very courses. cool. Um, and so we've got that happening tomorrow. We've got, and then November, like the end of October, early November is kind of the next big thing. And so uh, me being a homeowner, I care quite a bit about that. And if you don't have your homeowner update order placed, uh, get in contact with Josh Pick and get your 2019 courses ordered. Send that uh, shit in. Uh I'm also speaking to myself. I do not have that. <laughs> so I will be, uh, I, I, I think they've always kind of said early November uh, for the date. Uh, and so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, don't, I haven't played a ton of my home edition in the last uh, month or so. I've been focused on the 2019 courses. Uh, but that'll be happening. Uh, 
events mode, like I talked about earlier, is going to start happening on November 5th. And we haven't heard a ton, other than the initial blast of, hey, here's a new thing, events mode, we can do whatever the hell we want. We haven't heard much about it. So yeah, kind of uh, on the down low. And, uh, as, and as it's snowing out, snowing here today in Minnesota, uh, it is just mid-October. Like it, it feels like uh, November fifth seems like a mentally feels very far oh, away. Yeah. But it's really just a couple weeks, uh, three weeks, I guess, officially, three weeks from today. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, you, you got time to get those orders in for sure. Yeah. But places are, well, get it on time. Yeah. Make sure you overnight 20, it. Yeah. Get your 2019 invite on. And of oh, course, yeah, last year, invites. yeah, last year I assume they'll do the same thing with Pine Meadows and Crawdad Swamp being the two retro courses. I'm guessing that homeowners will get a crack at them first via invites. Well, everybody gets a crack via the invites, but us homeowners tend to play more invites than yeah, non-homeowners. Because you can free roll it, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, for sure, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, we play, we, we end up playing a lot more invites than, than glory games. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's, uh, you know, very low stakes, you know, $2 a man, Five, you know, five-man invites. We're playing for free, essentially, other than actually paying for the invites and paying for the the yearly yeah. subscription. Um, you know, it makes it makes uh, that r- really the window from November fifth until March. That's the sweet spot of home ownership when when you can uh, uh, play your invites for free. Lots of invites are happening, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah, so with this event mode, you know, it's kind of been, you know, hidden behind a curtain or, you know, I I don't know how to say it, but I'm really looking forward to it because it has been so vague and we don't have the specifics of it. I'm I'm really interested to see how this this is going to go. We've, uh, you know, been talking about things that are going to be new and so forth. One of the things they did this past week was announce that they're going to have three new club sets on November 4th, November 5th, since we're on the November 5th topic. Uh, they've released two of them, two of the videos. And, and well, also not released. So two of the three have been released. Uh, they also said there's going to be two new balls. Oh. I believe. I don't think I'm making that up. There I, are I, be... I, I don't recall hearing that, but oh. when you talk about two fresh new balls, the first <laughs> thing that pops in my mind is Gervais Juice. Oh, yeah. But, uh, so with two of the three club sets being released, Adam Kramer did two videos on two of the three new club sets, the first one being the Stinger. Uh, people talk about the Tiger Woods Stinger, you know, when you see broadcasts back in the day when Tiger was at his at his best. Uh, and then the second one was the Seeker. So the first one is the Stinger. Uh, pretty interesting club set. I honestly don't think I'll even buy this. Uh, they have an 8.0 driver. Uh, so very low lofted club set here. And then it progresses with no other woods with the exception of a 5 wood. And then your bag is going to be composed basically of an all-hybrid set. So you're going to have a super low-lofted driver. It's like the old Hawks kind yeah, of. Yeah, you're going to have a... The, z- uh, yeah, wherever the one was, the zero was. Yeah, you're going to have the 8.0 driver, the 5-wood, a O-bird, a 2-bird, a 3-bird, 4-bird, 5-bird, 6-bird, which is absolutely a broken club, uh, a 7-hybrid. And you're going to have a standard 8-9-iron a pitching wedge and a lob wedge. What, what are your thoughts on that set? Like I said, I, I don't think this is going to be a set that I purchase. Uh, I, I would probably revert back to some type of build bag that I currently have. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. It, I, I, and I wonder, I mean, it's a really interesting set. And I, I used to play the Hawks a lot. Wait, before build a bag, 
I would often play sets that included the the hybrids. So I, yep. sorry, I misspoke there. So the hawk set was one, and then whatever the one with the with the zero hybrid was, I would play that too. Um, but man, there that is a big. So first of all, I heard that the 8.0 driver, which is interesting, that piques my interest in my interest in terms of the build a bag. Like, oh, well, I use the 8.5 because I can sneak a little more distance out of the 8.5 compared to the 9.5. And now we've got an 8.0. Ooh. Well, I found out 30 minutes ago that it was a 300-yard club. It's not a 310. So what's up with that? That's very interesting. I mean, if you think about we we've seen a couple of YouTube videos seeing some ramps on current courses like Pembroke. I actually uh, hit one over the green. I mean, you have such a low lofted club, or if you find a hole that can ramp, I mean, this could be a club set that Paul Anthony Luna buys. <laughs> yeah. When, when you have a three hundred yard club that only has eight degrees of loft, I mean, it's my goodness. He, you have a shot to find that ramp, hit a low loft 8.0 driver, find your ramp, and drive it over 467 yards. So, oh, so Paul Luna, I think uh, IT and the team. I mean, th- this this could be called the Luna. The Luna set. Yeah, th- th- this is this is exciting. So the, the, there's two holes specifically on on Pembroke that uh, that are ramp holes, and, and maybe even there's a, even a third hole that you could probably get a decently long drive on, but it's not really a ramp hole. So that, there's a par five. On the front side, I think it's like hole four or five, somewhere in that range, uh, where uh, you've got you can go to the left and hit it maybe 290 yards. And you kind of lay back for a 250-yard uphill shot, or you can go to the right and there's a big hill in front of you, but that's totally a ramp hill. So the first time I played it, I got a big ramp. I ended up at like 460 yards, um, but for sure there's more distance there, uh, and so that would be a good opportunity for the ramp. And then the one the shot heard around the world. Will Sandstead with his yes. I don't was that a thousand yard drive? What was it? I, I think it was six hundred and six hundred and six hundred and six hundred plus on the fly with yeah. a ramp uh hole fifteen. It's deep into Pembroke. Sixteen yeah. or fifteen. Uh but it's it's the one with the gigantic hill right in front of you. It's a it's a non sometimes non drivable par four. It's an extremely long par four, um, with a big hill right in front of you. And people have gotten that ramp off that hill accidentally a lot. And gone in the water. Yeah, and gone in the water. Yeah, that, as that as Will me. did. Yeah. Uh, but but because Will YouTubed that 617 yard drive or whatever it was. Yeah. Put put that fe- 50 cents I spent on the YouTube towards uh, Ke- Kevin Lindsay's raise next yeah, year. Uh, it ended up putting a bounty on this hole. Ooh, juicy. So, so anyone that hole in ones this hole, most of the time it's over 500 yards. But again, with the ramp, technically doable. If anyone gets a hole-in-one on this hole, the first person, I guess, probably not anybody, uh, gets a $500 Golden Tee gift card. That's that is sweet. huge. That is huge. Yeah, I, I, I think it's really cool. I T, uh, threw that out there. That, you know, We had some banter back and forth on Facebook. Uh, I think they should just enable the hole-in-win option on this hole <laughs> and just set it at $500 right now. So many people would see that hole set at $500, they would pay that dollar, even if they couldn't get there, even if they couldn't get the ramp, but they see that, and I think they could damn near fund worlds off that. They should, uh, why stop at 500 I mean, I know that that's the cap now. The cap used to be 1000 mm-hmm. hashtag Tommy Tuesday. <laughs> uh, but why, I mean, seriously, what are the odds <coughs> of someone actually making that when they, when they put it at 2000 Yeah. Mean, They've already got a five hundred dollar bounty on it. Just put the hole and win at two thousand, and just watch 
the dollars rolling. Uh, are, are there certain states with prize play regulation yeah, on max know, payouts? About that, but, yeah. But, I mean, is the, the, there really the, a state that's like only 500? Yeah. No more than 500. Uh, 2,000? No way. To cap out at 500. But I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Government. Big government. I mean, uh, don't worry, don't worry, Don. Nobody is going to tell me Tuesday you on Pembroke 15. No, no. You're not, not, not getting not Tommy Tuesday. You, you, trust me. You, you're not getting rolled. There's not going to be some magical full or anything like that. Also, uh, they, the, the machines no longer co- connect via modem, <laughs> which was ended up being your real issue. That, uh, uh, so the, so other, the other new set. Yeah, go ahead, Tony. Break down the Seeker set. Seeker. Uh, again, uh, Will, you watched the video? I did not. But the big thing on the Seeker, first of all, I like it a lot better. I think other than Correct. the fact that it doesn't have a 300 or a 310 yard driver, I think it's a nice set. You got the 10 and a half, huge uh, which asset. I think is a huge like you got to have the 10 and a half on on all the new courses. Uh 3 wood, 5 wood, 6 wood, 7 wood, maybe I'd skip. Uh and then 4 iron, 6 iron, 7 iron, 8 iron, 9 iron. Okay, I'm normally a hybrid guy, but those that's a pretty good pretty good mix of distances. And then you got the gap wedge and the lob wedge. And the chip wedge, CW, would I, I don't know, the yeah, chipper. A- a- Adam called it the chip wedge in the video, but if anyone does play this set or buy this club, I'm going to say, oh, you're hitting the chipper. I'm not going to say, oh, you're hitting the chip wedge. It's going to be the chipper. Chipper ripper? It's going to be the yeah, chipper d- just like on the splash screen right now, we got Chipper McGee, you know, is one of the real-time yeah. rivals, so I wonder if Chipper McGee is going to transition and have a, have a chip or a chipper wedge so in I'm bag. super I'm, I'm super curious about this, this chip wedge. Two things. How different is it? Is it is it like literally like a a twelve degree loft sixty yard club? That's interesting. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't I don't know how else they could call it the the chip wedge, because it can't just be like a lower lofted sand wedge. Yeah. Uh, and also, is it going to be available in build a bag? I think one of the reasons they're introducing a couple new clubs here, the chip wedge, the eight degree driver, is because. Frankly, they want to sell more build bags right? If, if yep. you're introducing a new club that gives uh, us bangers an advantage, then we will use it. We'll pay the $5 to update our bag. Oh, heck yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think introducing a new club. So it'll be interesting to see the third, the third new set. Uh, curious to see if it's the Evan Gossett, uh, kind of like they did Stenmark, the, the World Champ set. World Champ 2017 set. Be interesting to see if the World Champ 2018 set uh, makes an appearance here or not. All, all it's going to take for you guys at IT to sell the bejesus out of this uh, chip wedge or chipper, whatever you'd like to call it, is uh, ha- have a Freaky Friday again. That's all par threes, and they're all all the just, short ones. just short courses. Haas, JoJo, Evan Gossett. These guys are going to find their foals. They're going to throw in their chip wedge and bulldoze it per norm. Uh, but I think that's absolutely great. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here because football is starting shortly. But what do we have? We have Andy Fox, a Are You Smarter Than A Fox, currently standing at 7-2 and two on the year. Uh, we didn't do a podcast last week. Uh, Andy Fox did say if we had done our podcast last week, his picks would have gone 1-0-1. Oh, uh, he would have had a winner, no loss, and he would have had a push. Uh, so Andy Fox stands at seven and two on the season. So to break down the games Sunday night, I'm actually really excited for uh, these games coming up. We've talked about some of these national TV games that are kind of so-so, uh, but Sunday night Tonight's tonight, yeah, yeah, Kansas City at New England. The line has actually moved uh, from earlier this morning. Right now, the last time I pulled it up, New England was giving four points 
to the Kansas City Chiefs, New England at home giving four points with an over-under of a uh, healthy 58-and-a-half. Oh, well, Fox has some slightly different numbers. He texted me uh, his picks just uh, just a couple minutes ago. Uh, I'll, I'll just read his breakdown verbatim, and then I'll tell you his pick, uh, and then we can discuss. So Lovely. Uh, this is – this is uh, should I do it? Should I do it? I can't I'm, – I'm not sure how to do a Fox impression. He doesn't have a unique enough voice. <laughs> uh, but pretend this is Fox. New England hasn't – I'm sorry, N.E. hasn't looked very good, impressive this year outside of the one game against Miami. Is that even really impressive? That's not Fox. That's me. Uh, <laughs> Kansas City, on the other hand, has been handling business every game. Uh, by the way, uh, side note, uh, Kansas City's over-under this year was eight in terms of wins. Yeah, uh, I, I crushed I, that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I took the under on that with them starting a rookie quarterback uh, prior to the season. I, I took the under. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to oh, lose that. I went, that I, went big, I went big on the over, and I'm, I might hit it by midseason. Uh, I'm sorry. Kansas City, on the other hand, has been handling business every game. Despite, uh, despite being on the road against Belichick and Brady, I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't think New England has the defensive personnel to slow this Chiefs offense down. And so uh, he's going with the Chiefs. The line that he saw and is on uh, the website that he uses, wink, uh, is uh, Chiefs <laughs> plus three and a half. So that'll be the number. And the 59 was the total. He didn't, he didn't say whether he was going to bet over or under. He doesn't have to because uh, he's uh, smart enough to just win the uh, money line or the, the lines. Uh, I agree with Fox. So you said Fox is going to take the Chiefs at Chiefs three and plus a half. three and a half. Um, and actually, uh, why don't you talk for just a second here? Well, I'm going to pull up the money line because I'm curious about that. Because it's moved. Oh, the money line is <laughs> moved. Uh, so uh, actually, I don't know about the money line. I apologize. What I, what I would do? I like the Chiefs in this game. As I do think, I. I think that uh, the. For all the reasons that Fox said, uh, and I am currently looking up the money line on a website that I use, uh, and it is plus 165, so Chiefs plus 165. Ooh. Uh, I would rather do Chiefs uh, bet 100 to, one, one, to win 165 than take the 3.5. Now, that might end up costing me because if, uh, if the Chiefs lose by a field goal, then I would have obviously won my my spread bet, but not my money line. Uh, I'm confident that the Chiefs are going to win, and I would bet Chiefs plus 165. But I think we're all in agreement, uh, myself, uh, Will, and Andy, that the Chiefs should at least cover this game. Yeah. And and in my experience, these over unders of gigantic numbers like 59, which is just an enormous over under number, uh, almost always go under. Uh, you know, everyone's Everyone's crushing on the over, and that's why it's so high. And I think in this case, you know, that, that's 30 points apiece. I look at this game as like a, a 31-20 Chiefs game. 31-20 Chiefs, that's my call. Great, great call, Tony. I'm with you. Yeah, Kansas City all day. I mean, hell, I think this is one game where I would, uh, I would definitely up my unit bets on this Ooh. and uh, potentially pay for some Christmas presents here. So, second game, Monday night game, another one that's pretty decent. Uh, it's San Francisco at Green Bay. Green Bay obviously gets a lot of love from uh, Joe Fuck. I, I mean, Joe Buck, excuse me. Um, but, yeah, we got San Francisco at Green Bay. And San Francisco doesn't really have the stars, the names. It's in Green Bay. It's nationally televised. We've got Green Bay, uh, the initial line I had coming off of uh, – 
it may have been the same website, um, was Green Bay giving eight and a half, and this was just right before the podcast, with an over-under of 45 and a half. Okay, well, uh, very close to Fox's numbers, so I'll, I'll uh, read Fox's breakdown. With each week, Rodgers looks more mobile in the pocket. I totally agree with that. And the, this 49ers team is riddled with injuries. CJ beat hard, or Bethard. Beat hard? Ha- yeah, no, he literally breaks it down. Beat hard. Ooh. Uh, has looked better than I thought he would since Jimmy G went down. So that's why this game is not quite as sexy as it maybe would have been before Jimmy G being extremely sexy. Uh, Jimmy G went down. Uh, despite some Packers wide receiver injuries and Mike McCarthy being a well-noted dolt, uh, <laughs> I'm going with Rodgers and the Packers in this one and taking them in a blowout. So he is going really? to give the nine in this case. So he's got Packers minus nine, and uh, his total that he had was 46. He didn't mention whether he would go over or under. Um, I tend to agree with him on this one. I think that uh, Monday night... Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, like he says, looking more mobile. Um, I just, I feel like uh, it's going to be a tough environment for C.J. Beathard, and I expect a, a, a healthy, a healthy win by the hated Packers. Yeah, I, I, I should have booked this at uh, eight and a half. It looks like the lines moved to nine. Unfortunately, I'll, I'll take the Packers giving the nine. Wish I would have booked it sooner. Uh, these nationally televised games, uh, especially in Green Bay, I feel like are always tough. And to your point. Um, I think Green Bay is going to roll them. And on the flip side, I'm going to say that defensive uh, Green Bay's defense gets a touchdown. I Ooh. think. Uh, oh, long shot. I, th- I think. Yeah. It, it, and There's got to be a prop bet for that. You can <coughs> find that somewhere. And it's not even cold weather season. Yes, we're getting a little bit of snow. I'm guessing it'll probably melt. But I think Green Bay defense is uh, going to step up, and I think they're going to put a six on the board. All right. Well, with that, uh, the Vikings game has started just a couple minutes ago, and I think we're going to wrap it up. Let's look at our list here of things we wanted to talk about. I think we, uh, I think we covered everything. Yeah. I, so we're, uh, Will has, in, since three weeks ago when we last gave you a full podcast, Will's been to Wisconsin. I've been to Richmond, but we're back now. We'll try to get back in our rhythm. Uh, hopefully this week we're going to do kind of a, we're, we're thinking about giving a, uh, our course thoughts new course thoughts just strictly uh, a supplemental podcast strictly course previewing yep. no sponsors we're excluding the sponsors we're excluding are you smarter than a fox just a straight up breakdown where eric nelson has posted the pictures on golden t fan yep. uh we're going to try to bring you one of those this yep. week. yeah so hopefully that's this week i've got uh some work stuff that's gonna i got a wednesday deadline but after that hopefully i'll be able to uh have some free time and we'll uh, will and i will knock out that podcast so uh uh it, even if that doesn't happen, we'll uh, we'll hook up with you guys next week and uh, hopefully have some more updates on the clubs and the balls and maybe a little bit more information on events mode. Yeah, thank, thanks for joining us here on the Podmore Get Better podcast. We're going to sign off from the Podmore Get Better studios here. <laughs> uh, live from uh, Burnsville, Minnesota. Uh, have a great week, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Welcome back to the Podmore Get Better podcast. Today is Sunday, November 14th. I'm Will Sandstead and I'm honored to have back Tony Johnson. Yeah, I'm here and I feel like we haven't even podcasted in like a month. Yeah, I know missed you, you did a little one. I We missed it last week. I was at Richmond, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, technical difficulties. Yes, yeah, like. uh, mental, mental issues. Uh, <laughs> it was the shower, right? I think it was the VRBO shower, which I might talk about in a little bit. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm back. Uh, have we even done a podcast since the new courses came out? 
Uh, Maybe one. I, I not not really. No. <laughs> we, All right. Well, we've had some obligations. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. Welcome back to the Podmore Get Better, uh, and uh, here we go. Yeah. So we kind of wanted to talk about since I went to Wisconsin, I kind of gave a, a brief podcast recap up on that. Tony uh, was in attendance at Richmond. So if you want to talk about Richmond, that'd yeah, be great. I I think I talked about this a lot on my on the lead up to Richmond. It's been a tournament that I've been trying to get back to for a while because it's a lot of fun. Uh, you see a lot of guys there that you you don't necessarily see at some of the other tournaments. It's a lot of East Coast guys. Uh, South Carolina had a great representation. Yeah. A lot of the you know the the Northeast guys they can either ride the train down or or uh, you know drive down relatively easy. Um, there was eighty three guys, which is the highest in a while. There it might even be a record. I'm not totally sure, uh, but eighty three guys. That's, that's huge. Uh, that's huge for Richmond. Uh, I, and again, like I said, South Carolina. I think they had like twelve or something. It was crazy. Uh, I didn't even know there was 12 Golden Tee players in South Carolina. <laughs> 12 machines. But uh, just a little recap. Uh, uh, Al, Jazz, and I, uh, we, we flew in together and we roomed together. And uh, we got in Friday, uh, met uh, Kevin O'Connor and Graham Bracker, Bratcher, Bratcher at, uh, at uh, the D.C. airport. And they actually drove us down from D.C. Uh, got in Friday, uh, got to the bar. Friday afternoon at uh, Baja Bean is free beer, like from five o'clock on. So he's got like four kegs. Oh yeah, here. Speaking of beers, not free, but we'll do it anyway. Beautiful. Oh, cheers. Uh, so there was like I can't remember three or four different beer options that were free for five, or four or five hours. Uh, so that was great. Uh, then the the handicap tournament was Friday night. Uh, I got knocked out first round. I needed to shoot a 33 under on agave uh, just to get into extras. Mm. Uh, spoiler alert, that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, and so then Saturday was qualifier. Oh, but before I get to the qualifier, I should actually talk about Saturday morning. Without Well, Saturday very early morning. Big apologies to Al Jazz. He had to sleep in the lawn of our VRBO. <laughs> totally my fault. Uh, and I've recounted that story a couple times. Uh, but also, uh, our VRBO did not have towels, so we had to uh, dry off with paper towels. Uh, we made do. But uh, the, the quicker picker upper. But that did not affect our play because Saturday qualifier day, uh, I ended up I qualified with uh, Brandon Robinson and John Remmel. Fun group. Good. Uh, it was pretty long qualifier. I mean, with eighty two guys, pretty small environment there. So it was three on a machine. We didn't get really started until one o'clock or so, so it went pretty late. But it was good to have a fun, uh, fun couple guys to qualify with. Uh, shout out to B Rob, uh, doing the swim dance. You know what I'm talking about, Brandon. Uh, I'm just doing the swim dance right now, thinking about it. Uh, so I ended up qualifying second. I think B Rob got uh, in the top top eight for sure. I think fifth. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, John Remmel ended up, I think, just missing the uh, just missing the main bracket. Yeah, I saw it was a fun group of guys. I saw Chris Brewer was the number one over all qualifier. He was, yeah, yeah. He, uh, we, I think, all of us had one course that we didn't do well on. So mine was the first course. I, I ended up shooting a twenty-five or something on Catadreus, which is like fortieth. And then <laughs> I ended up going like second, third, eighth, third, or something for the final. And so I think we all, all of us, kind of had. One course that we blew up on. So uh, 136, I think, was what Chris Brewer ended up with. And then I was 135. There was another 135, I think. Um, 
and then there was a gr and then the chunk there was a chunk of the lower one thirties, and then I think the cut line was uh, there were uh, the the lowest the the best score not to make it I think was one eighteen with shotties. There was no one nineteens, and I think one twenty was actually the lowest of the thirty two man bracket. Yeah, so I know that now the Baja being this is a PEG tour event. Shout out to PEG tour. Obviously, yes. you got Steve Sobel, Rusley, and Paige Gossett, and Dan Weiss helping out. You know, literally going cross country from the center of the country, bringing all these machines down there. I know back in the day they used to have the the Fuego scoring system. So they no longer do that. Is that correct? Is this yeah, just straight correct. up? Is this straight up qualifying? Your scores, your score. Completely I know regular. Yep, it's a completely regular PEGT event. Other than the incredible hospitality from uh, mm -hmm. Richmond, Jeff. Uh, so speaking of Saturday, so qualifier Saturday. Uh, during the qualifier, free tacos. Oh, so I, I didn't see Ryan's I didn't see on this, on this, on this list. Wow, he likes to pay for tacos. Apparently. <laughs> uh, so that was uh, Saturday, and then uh, so Saturday night, uh, I ended up calling it relatively early. Uh, Al Jazz managed to get into our VRBO unit. He didn't have to sleep Saturday. outside. No, so he did sleep on uh, the couch he, on uh, on Saturday night. So uh, he got his money's worth. He had a roof over his he head. He did. Yep. And, and then, then and then no towels. So you had to go paper still, towels the next morning as so, well. So ironically, there was a place like Kitty Corner or across the street from uh, Baja Bean that actually sold towels. <laughs> <laughs> But we didn't end up, we never had the wherewithal <laughs> to go buy the towels. Because uh, it would have been worth it. Because drying off with paper towels, try it sometime. It sounds like camping. It's, it's pretty <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, you, you do your arms and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. You do your chest. You get to the legs, you're like, oh, that's a lot of... Oh. And then try to do your back with paper towels. Good luck. Oh. Uh, so you just roll around on the floor a little bit to dry off your back. <laughs> Uh, but it's better than air drying, which is what we thought we were going to have to do. Uh, so Saturday, uh, that rolled into Sunday, and the uh, the results were Paul Taylor won. He was the favorite uh, based Huge. on uh, based on the Calcutta. Uh, he won. Uh, Stu Fox got second. So uh, and uh, I lost to Stu. One of my one of my losses was to Stu earlier on. Uh, Adrian Westergren got third. One of my losses was to Wes. Uh, and I got fourth. Uh, and ultimately, you know, I top four, you can't be mad about that. Obviously, I always want to do better than that. Uh, I'm always trying to get my first PEGT Tour victory. Uh, Amen, brother. Not, uh, not the case this time, but fourth place uh, guarantees me, essentially guarantees me, that I'll be in the, uh, the big gun, the top gun, uh, in Houston. Uh, in the uh, very end of November, very early December. So, yeah, I know uh, some of the Minnesota guys uh, booked that Houston tournament. You booked it, I booked it, Al Jazz booked it. Uh, I haven't seen on the PG website. Typically, they keep a fairly updated list of folks who have registered on the website. Uh, the last time I saw that, I think it was only 8 or 10, so they're probably coming off the uh, Richmond hangover, so hopefully that'll get updated. But that, that Houston tourney, I think, usually goes right around... 80, 90, 100 guys? I think, uh, I think it was 100, like 110 last year. Really? So maybe I'm wrong there, but in my head it was like 110. That's huge. So I'm, I'm excited. I've never been to Houston. I'm excited for this tourney. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. So uh, Richmond, oh, so Richmond was great. Uh, tournament, so I talked about free tacos on uh, Saturday. More free shit on, uh, on Sunday. 
Uh, he had roast. He had started roasting a pig overnight Friday night, mm-hmm. and it just filled up the whole neighborhood. Like literally, I was taking my Uber on Saturday morning, and you could smell this pig no from shit. a block away. And the driver was like, "What's that?" <laughs> I was like, "That's Richmond Jeff. Mm. He's cooking a pig. He's smoking a pig." And uh, so that was uh, we had a free pig on uh, Sunday oh, during man. the tournament. So uh, uh, I love I love what PEGT does in terms of hosting their events. A lot of great bars that have been at, uh, that have hosted PEGT events over the years, uh, for sure the best is is uh, Baja Bean in Richmond. Uh, it can be a little bit tougher to get to than some of the other events, but you know if you ever are looking to get to a tournament, uh, it's a great opportunity. So not just being from Minnesota, but you had mentioned that from Minnesota instead of flying directly into Richmond, you actually went to Washington D.C. and had what like an hour, hour and a half car ride down there. So, not so bad. yeah, it was uh, it wasn't bad. So we ended up flying home through from Richmond, but uh, but the really it was really expensive to fly into Richmond, uh, but we flew into D.C. instead, and then uh, there's enough D.C. guys that we were able to hitch a ride again with Kevin O'Connor. Thank you. Um, but it was it was maybe two hours. There was some traffic, so it was about gotcha. two hour two hour drive. Uh, but not not bad, and it saved us three hundred bucks or something. That's by huge. Flying into by flying into uh, Dulles in this case. Yeah, so I think with Richmond wrapping up right now, we currently have the TOC championship going on. Uh, Club Lucky promotion out in Madison, Wisconsin. Last night they had the doubles tournament. I know it was taken down by uh, Greg Kinsler, it looked like. I think uh, he and defeated... And someone with an un- unpronounceable name, apparently? Yeah, it's worse than uh, Caddy Dreas. Uh, it's, oh, it's, nailed it's, it. It's, He's been it's, practicing. Yeah, it's, it's a long name. Uh, in between podcasts, I have been cursing out that name, but I've been practicing. And I think uh, Greg Kinsler and his partner took down Clinton Grover, I believe, and his partner, who I can't recall off the top of my head. But uh, the payouts were juicy. Oh, yeah. uh, it was twenty three hundred for first, I Woo! believe, and uh, gosh, I want to say fourteen or sixteen hundred for second. Just right, uh, that's just the doubles. Yeah, like, that, that's oh, just by the way, doubles. here's a here's a little uh, tournament we're gonna put on. Here's twenty three hundred dollar first prize. Yeah, but I I saw on the scroll earlier that uh, the grant the total pri- uh, prize pool for TOC is sixty thousand. Yeah, that's which is uh, highly highly impressive. Yeah, I mean that that's right on pace with Worlds, considering that IT has been putting on Worlds, and you know I I believe doing fifty to seventy five thousand um, dollars with the prize pools. I mean this is this is huge, and the number of entrants wasn't that high. Like we said, it was uh, just localized to certain vendors who had to purchase passes or give out passes to players. Um, but I'm definitely gonna try to get on the TLC train next year if it's that short of a drive to. Try to get one Wisconsin. of these. Uh, yeah, in Minnesota we don't have anybody. There's no. Correct. There's no club lucky anywhere near us. And so if we we're gonna try to qualify, we'd have to travel to Wisconsin or Iowa for a, probably a couple weekends to knock out our 250 game minimum. Yeah. Um, but maybe we should. I mean, I'm, you know, I think we have a good relationship with our vendor here. But it'd be nice to find one that we could at least. Uh, promise to play 500 games over the course of the year and, and get back in that club lucky tournament because it's pretty pretty it's a it's a great field all the yeah. huge prize pool so the all the you know a lot of the best players are there and i'm sure it's a lot of fun yeah i uh i know if any vendors are listening to this podcast uh you just send tony and i a message let us know where to play during the course of this next year so uh we can participate next year i think that'd be great so we kind of covered the Richmond tournament, and Tony and Al Jazz's experience down there uh, spoke briefly about TLC going on right now, which is being streamed on Golden TV with Richard King, absolutely yep. huge. And the next big upcoming tournament, the Houston tournament, and then the secondary tournament with the Top Gun and the Little Gun. Uh, Lil Gun. 
Lil Gun. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like exactly. Lil Kim's yeah. uh, back in the day. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, uh, starting this past weekend, I don't know if this is just a two-day window, but the daily contest and the money shot contest uh, stirred a little bit of controversy uh, with some unexpected prize payouts and pot drops. Uh, just this past Saturday and currently today, Sunday. Yeah, I, I think that Incredible Technologies has been pretty open. They're not open book about it, but they're open <laughs> about the fact that the prize pool is largely based on how many people play, uh, you know, the weeks previous, uh, and that makes sense. I don't, I don't, we don't expect them to have a twenty five hundred dollar prize pool on Saturday if not that many people play. Yeah, and so uh, and we've seen it drop a little bit. It was it was kind of hovering in the. Just over a thousand, and then they dropped it to nine hundred. I think uh, like a couple weeks ago, uh, and then but this uh, just yesterday, Saturday, they dropped it to five hundred dollars for the daily. For the daily, sorry, and I don't even uh, do you have, I don't have the numbers here for the, for yeah, the money I shot. The, I think the breakdown was uh, five hundred dollar prize pool for the daily and seven hundred dollars for money shot. So if you win the daily right now, you're only looking at a forty five dollar and forty five cent payout. Whereas with money shot, that's like you've talked about in the past, still kind of your lottery ticket, you know, your chance to hit it big, your casino slot machine. $700 prize pool, you take first on it, you're still getting 175 bucks. And what, what I think is, there's a couple interesting things here. I, I think it's interesting that when they've dropped the prize, I totally understand why they dropped the prize yep. pool. If, not, if nobody's playing it, we're not expecting you to just fund free money for people. Yeah, Don should fund itself. Yeah, Don's been very clear in some of the yeah, Facebook yeah. posts and responses that he's looking for number one, the growth of the game, but also a sustainable business model. Right. You know, you can't fund worlds um, by, you know, having a small rake off the daily pot and expect to keep big pots if no one's contributing right. to it. And that I, that I, makes no business yeah, sense. And I, I get that. But what I what I think is really interesting from this latest uh, prize pool drop is that they haven't adjusted the number of winners. Agreed. It's a $500 prize pool, but 300 people are winning. And I looked at last Saturday's numbers. I actually should have looked at yesterday's, but I looked at last Saturday's numbers, and it was 434 or something unique participants. Uh, and so if the same thing happened yesterday, it would be 300 people. Well, se- that's like 75% of the people getting a prize. And yesterday's prizes, uh, place 101 through 300 was 45 cents. Yeah. What's the sense in that? Yeah. I mean... I mean, realistically, just I understand cutting the price, the total price pool makes total sense. But you gotta, you at some point you have to cut the number of winners as well. And and you know what, I, I'm usually I'm a I'm a decent winner on Freaky Fridays. If you're gonna adjust down the number of winners on a day that doesn't have that many people playing, mm-hmm. so let's say on on Saturdays and Sundays you adjust it down to 150 total winners, and that helps boost up that the top 10 or the top 20. We'll do the do the opposite on Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday has. 3,000 unique, 2,000 unique participants. Well, why do only 300 people win? Have it be 500 on Freaky Fridays mm-hmm. and have it be 150 on the weekends. I mean, uh, I think they've been reluctant to tweak with, to play around with that uh, that programming a little bit because, again, it, it, it's easy to just do the same thing every day with just adjusted prize pools. Uh, but I think uh, it's time, now that we've got a prize pool of $4,000 on Friday and $500 on Saturday, it's time to play around with yeah, the number a, of winners. Yeah, that, that, that's a pretty interesting dynamic because when you, you bring up that, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday, 423 people are playing it and 300 get paid out and spots 100 to 300, you're literally looking at half the field getting 45 cents back. What's the point Where, of that? where you could take that $90, maybe make it 
you know, water that $90 back into the top 10 to drive gameplay, you know, from some of the guys who play a lot and are going to funnel money back into the system. I, I, w- I would hazard a guess that not a single person that ended up finishing 101st through 300th played more than one game. Yeah. So it, they're not playing it because they're chasing a prize. They're, they, they're, they played it because um, that's the mode that they ended up playing that day. Yeah, I, I, I And they probably didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> like, oh, daily contest. Okay, let's play that. Well, 70% isn't a bad number. I mean, even if it's 45 cents, you know, everyone gets a participation trophy nowadays. So it's, Well, it's like the, the uh, thir- uh, bronze bracket, right? Don't they pay 35 spots in it, the uh, yeah. 30 or something? In yeah, the out of 50, bracket? yeah. The, uh, it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but so anyway, the, the other interesting thing, so I, I said there was two interesting things. Mm-hmm. We spent a while on the first. The other interesting thing in my mind is... What's coming up on November fifth, which is events mode? How is how is that going to affect the daily? Will 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 it cause the daily to trend downward in terms of gameplay like it is right now? I understand why it's trending down right now because it's the it's the twenty eighteen courses, um, and it's just kind of the the doldrums. Like nobody's playing the twenty eighteen courses, and they've been waiting for machines to get updated in order to release the 2019 courses for the daily play. And I think as soon as that happens, it'll it'll jump back up to, so, to where it was. So speaking of the daily contest getting transitioned over to 2019, when exactly does that happen? Uh, tomorrow. Oh. Tomorrow is the first day. There we go. Break, not breaking news. Uh, well, breaking news for some people that aren't on Facebook. <laughs> but So tomorrow, uh, the 15th, right? Yeah, 15th is the first day of the 2019 daily courses. I'm, I'm not sure which one it's going to be. I think maybe they said, but I don't remember. Uh, but anyway, it'll be one of the 2019 courses. Uh, so in terms of like things that are happening over the next month or so, we've got 2019 daily courses starting tomorrow. Hopefully the prize pools will kind of bubble back up because they've been bubbling down. So here's the odd thing, not to cut in, but... Oh, please do. If, if they're going to start doing the 2019 on the daily tomorrow, well, you know what tomorrow is? Monday. Is it going to be a mix-up Monday? It is. They said really? it was. It was oh, like, I They actually said that portion. So they, they I, now at this point, I, I am remembering, that it's going to mix <laughs> up, it's going to be a mix-up <coughs> of, and they said the course, and I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to say it's either Sandhill or Catedras, but I don't remember. Interesting. It's, but it is going to be a mix-up Monday, but it's cool. going to be on the 2019. Very course. cool. Um, and so we've got that happening tomorrow. We've got, and then November, like the end of October, early November is kind of the next big thing. And so uh, me being a homeowner, I care quite a bit about that. And if you don't have your homeowner update order placed, uh, get in contact with Josh Pick and get your 2019 courses ordered. Send that uh, shit in. Uh, I'm also speaking to myself. I do not have that order <laughs> So I will be... Uh, I, I, I think they've always kind of said early November uh, for the date, uh, and so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, don't, I haven't played a ton of my home edition in the last uh, month or so. I've been focused on the 2019 courses. Uh, but that'll be happening. Uh, events mode, like I talked about earlier, is going to start happening on November 5th. And we haven't heard a ton, other than the initial blast of, hey, here's a new thing, events mode. We can do whatever the hell we want. We haven't heard much about it. So yeah, kind of uh, on the down low. And uh, as and as it's snowing out, snowing here today in Minnesota, uh, it is just mid October. Like it, it feels like uh, November fifth seems like a mentally feels very far oh, away. Yeah. But it's really just a couple weeks, uh, three weeks I guess officially, three weeks from today. Anyway, 
Yeah, so um, you, you got time to get those orders in for sure. Yeah, but places are, well, get it on time. Yeah, make sure you 20, overnight it. Yeah, get your 2019 invite on. And of oh, course, yeah. last year, invites. yeah, last year I assume they'll do the same thing with Pine Meadows and Crawdad Swamp being the two retro courses. I'm guessing that homeowners will get a crack at them first via invites. Well, everybody gets a crack via the invites, but us homeowners tend to play more invites than yeah, non-homeowners. Because you can free roll it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for sure, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, we play, we, we end up playing a lot more invites than, than glory games. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it's, uh, you know, very low stakes, you know, $2 a man, five, you know, five man invites, we're playing for free essentially, other than actually paying for the invites and paying for the, the yearly yeah. subscription. Um, you know, it makes, it makes, uh, that r- really the window from November 5th until March that's the sweet spot of home ownership when when you can uh, uh, play your invites for free lots of invites are happening uh, and uh, yeah it's a lot of fun looking forward to it yeah so with this event mode you know it's kind of been you know hidden behind a curtain or you know I, I don't know how to say it but I, I'm really looking forward to it because it has been so vague and we don't have the specifics of it I'm, I'm really interested to see how this this is gonna go we've uh, you know, been talking about things that are going to be new and so forth. One of the things they did this past week was announce that they're going to have three new club sets on November 4th, yep. November 5th, since we're on the November 5th topic. Uh, they've released two of them, two of the videos. And, and, and well, also not released. So two of the three have been released. Uh, they also said there's going to be two new balls. Oh. I believe. I don't think I'm making that up. I, 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 I don't recall hearing that, but oh. when you talk about two fresh new balls, the first <laughs> thing that pops in my mind is Gervais juice. Oh, yeah. But uh, So with two of the three club sets being released, Adam Kramer did two videos on two of the three new club sets, the first one being the Stinger. Uh, people talk about the Tiger Woods Stinger, you know, when you see broadcasts back in the day when Tiger was at his, at his best. Uh, and then the second one was the Seeker. So the first one is the Stinger. Uh, pretty interesting club set. I honestly don't think I'll even buy this. Uh, they have an 8.0 driver. Uh, so very low lofted club set here. And then it progresses with no other woods with the exception of a 5 wood. And then your bag is going to be composed basically of an all hybrid set. So you're going to have a super low lofted driver. It's like the old Hawks kind yeah, of. Yeah, you're going to have a. The, z- uh, yeah, wherever the one was, the zero was. Yeah, you're going to have the 8.0 driver, the 5 wood. A O bird, a two bird, a three bird, four bird, five bird, six bird, which is absolutely a broken club. Uh, a seven hybrid, and you're gonna have a standard eight nine iron, a pitching wedge, and a lob wedge. What What are your thoughts on that set? Like I said, I, I don't think this is gonna be a set that I purchase. Uh, I I would probably revert back to some type of build bag that I currently have. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. It, it, I I and I wonder. I mean, it's a really interesting set, and I, I used to play the Hawks a lot. Wait, before Build-A-Bag, I would often play sets that included the, the hybrids. So I, yep. sorry, I misspoke there. So the Hawks set was one, and then whatever the one with the, with the zero hybrid was, I would play that too. Um, but man, there, that is a big... So first of all, I heard that the 8.0 driver, which is interesting, that piques my interest in, my interest in terms of the Build-A-Bag. Like, oh, well, I use the 8.5 because I can sneak a little more distance out of the 8.5 compared to the 9.5. And now we've got an 8.0. Ooh. Well, I found out 30 minutes ago that it was a 300-yard club. It's not a 310. So what's up with that? 
That's very interesting. I mean, if you think about we we've seen a couple YouTube videos seeing some ramps on current courses like Pembroke. I actually uh, hit one over the green. I mean, you have such a low lofted club, or if you find a hole that can ramp, I mean, this could be a club set that Paul Anthony Luna buys. <laughs> yeah. When, when you have a three hundred yard club that only has eight degrees of loft, I mean, it's my goodness. He, you have a shot to find that ramp, hit a low loft 8.0 driver, find your ramp, and drive it over 467 yards. So, oh, so Paul Luna, I think uh, IT and the team. I mean, th- this this could be called the Luna. The Luna set. Yeah, th- th- this is this is exciting. So the, the, there's two holes specifically on on Pembroke that uh, that are ramp holes, and, and maybe even there's a, even a third hole that you could probably get a decently long drive on, but it's not really a ramp hole. So that, there's a par five. On the front side, I think it's like hole four or five, somewhere in that range, uh, where uh, you've got you can go to the left and hit it maybe 290 yards, and you kind of lay back for a 250-yard uphill shot, or you can go to the right and there's a big hill in front of you, but that's totally a ramp hill. So the first time I played it, I got a big ramp. I ended up at like 460 yards, um, but for sure there's more distance there, uh, and so that would be a good opportunity for the ramp. And then the one the shot heard around the world. Will Sandstead with his yes. I don't was that a thousand yard drive? What was it? I, I think it was six hundred and six hundred and six hundred and six hundred plus on the fly with yeah. a ramp uh hole fifteen. It's deep into Pembroke. Sixteen yeah. or fifteen. Uh but it's it's the one with the gigantic hill right in front of you. It's a it's a non sometimes non drivable par four. It's an extremely long par four, um, with a big hill right in front of you. And people have gotten that ramp off that hill accidentally a lot. And gone in the water. Yeah, and gone in the water. water. As as Will did. Yeah. Uh, But but because Will YouTubed that 617 yard drive or whatever it was. Yeah. Put put that 50 cents I spent on the YouTube towards uh, Kevin Lindsay's raise next year. Uh, It ended up putting a bounty on this hole. Ooh, juicy. So, So anyone that hole in ones this hole, most of the time it's over 500 yards. But again, with the ramp, technically doable. If anyone gets a hole-in-one on this hole, the first person, I guess, probably not anybody, uh, gets a $500 Golden Tee gift card. That's that is sweet. huge. That is huge. Yeah, I, I, I think it's really cool. I T, uh, threw that out there. That, you know, We had some banter back and forth on Facebook. Uh, I think they should just enable the hole-in-win option on this hole <laughs> and just set it at $500 right now. So many people would see that hole set at $500, they would pay that dollar, even if they couldn't get there, even if they couldn't get the ramp, but they see that, and I think they could damn near fund worlds off that. They should, uh, why stop at 500 I mean, I know that that's the cap now. The cap used to be 1000 mm-hmm. hashtag Tommy Tuesday. <laughs> uh, but why, I mean, seriously, what are the odds <coughs> of someone actually making that when they, when they put it at 2000 Yeah. They've already got a five hundred dollar bounty on it. Just put the hole and win at two thousand, and just watch the dollars roll. In. Are, are there certain states with prize play regulation yeah, on max I payouts? About that, but, yeah, but I mean, is the, the, there really the, a state that's like only five hundred? Yeah, no more than five hundred. Uh, two thousand, no way. To cap out at five hundred, but I don't know. Yeah, maybe government, big government. I mean, uh, don't worry, don't worry, Don. Nobody is gonna tell me Tuesday you. On Pembroke 15. No, no, you're not, not getting not, Tubby not Tuesday. You, you, trust me, you, you're not getting rolled. There's not going to be some magical full or anything like that. Also, uh, they, the the machines no longer co- connect via modem. 
<laughs> which was ended up being your real issue. That, uh, uh, so the so, other the other new set. Yeah, go ahead, Tony. Break down the Seeker set. Seeker. Uh, again, uh, Will, you watched the video. I did not. But the big thing on the Seeker, first of all, I like it a lot better. I think other than Correct. the fact that it doesn't have a 300 or a 310 yard driver, I think it's a nice set. You got the 10 and a half, huge uh, which asset. I think is a huge like you got to have the 10 and a half on on all the new courses. Uh 3 wood, 5 wood, 6 wood, 7 wood, maybe I'd skip. Uh and then 4 iron, 6 iron, 7 iron, 8 iron, 9 iron. Okay, I'm normally a hybrid guy, but those that's a pretty good pretty good mix of distances. And then you got the gap wedge and the lob wedge. And the chip wedge, CW, would I, I don't know, the yeah, chipper. A- a- Adam called it the chip wedge in the video, but if anyone does play this set or buy this club, I'm going to say, oh, you're hitting the chipper. I'm not going to say, oh, you're hitting the chip wedge. It's going to be the chipper. chipper. It's going to be the yeah, chipper. Just ripper. like on the splash screen right now, we got Chipper McGee, you know, is one of the real-time yeah. rivals. So I wonder if Chipper McGee is going to transition and have a, have a chip or a chipper wedge so in this I'm bag. So I'm, I'm super curious about this, this chip wedge. Two things. How different is it? Is it is it like literally like a a twelve degree loft sixty yard club? That's interesting. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't I don't know how else they could call it the the chip wedge, because it can't just be like a lower lofted sand wedge. Yeah. Uh, and also, is it going to be available in build a bag? I think one of the reasons they're introducing a couple new clubs here, the chip wedge, the eight degree driver, is because. Frankly, they want to sell more build bags right? If, if yep. you're introducing a new club that gives uh, us bangers an advantage, then we will use it. We'll pay the $5 to update our bag. Oh, heck yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think introducing a new club. So it'll be interesting to see the third, the third new set. Uh, curious to see if it's the Evan Gossett, uh, kind of like they did Stenmark, the, the World Champ set. World Champ 2017 set. It'll be interesting to see if the World Champ 2018 set uh, makes an appearance here or not. All, all it's going to take for you guys at IT to sell the bejesus out of this uh, chip wedge or chipper, whatever you'd like to call it, is uh, ha- have a Freaky Friday again that's all par threes, and they're all, all the just, short ones. just short courses. Haas, JoJo, Evan Gossett, these guys are going to find their foals. They're going to throw in their chip wedge and bulldoze it per norm. Uh, but I think that's absolutely great. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here because football is starting shortly. But what do we have? We have Andy Fox, a Are You Smarter Than A Fox, currently standing at 7-2 and two on the year. Uh, we didn't do a podcast last week. Uh, Andy Fox did say if we had done our podcast last week, his picks would have gone 1-0-1. Oh, uh, he would have had a winner, no loss, and he would have had a push. Uh, so Andy Fox stands at 7-2 and two on the season. So to break down the game, Sunday night, I'm actually really excited for uh, these games coming up. We've talked about some of these national TV games that are kind of so-so. Uh, but Sunday night, Tonight's tonight, yeah, yeah. Kansas City at New England. The line has actually moved uh, from earlier this morning. Right now, the last time I pulled it up, New England was giving four points to the Kansas City Chiefs. New England at home giving four points with an over-under of a uh, healthy 58-and-a-half. Oh, well, Fox has some slightly different numbers. He texted me uh, his picks just uh, just a couple minutes ago. Uh, I'll, I'll just read his breakdown verbatim, and then I'll tell you his pick, uh, and then we can discuss. So Lovely. Uh, this is – this is uh, should I do him? Should I do – I can't I'm, – I'm not sure how to do a Fox impression. He doesn't have a unique enough voice. <laughs> uh, but pretend this is Fox. New England hasn't – I'm sorry, N.E. hasn't looked very impressive this year outside of the one game against Miami. Is that even really impressive? 
that's not Fox, that's me. Uh, <laughs> Kansas City, on the other hand, has been handling business every game. Uh, by the way, uh, side note, uh, Kansas City's over-under this year was eight in terms of wins. Yeah, uh, I, I crushed I, that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I took the under on that with them starting a rookie quarterback uh, prior to the season. I, I took the under. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to oh, lose that. I went, that I, went big, I went big on the over, and I'm, I might hit it by midseason. Uh, I'm sorry. Kansas City, on the other hand, has been handling business every game. Despite, uh, despite being on the road against Belichick and Brady, I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't think New England has the defensive personnel to slow this Chiefs offense down. And so uh, he's going with the Chiefs. The line that he saw uh, and is on uh, the, the website that he uses, wink, uh, is uh, Chiefs <laughs> plus three and a half. So that'll be the number. And the 59 was the total. He didn't, he didn't say whether he was going to bet over or under. He doesn't have to because uh, he's uh, smart enough to just win the uh, money line or the, the lines. Uh, I agree with Fox. So you said Fox is going to take the Chiefs at Chiefs three and a half. Chiefs plus three and a half. Um, and actually, uh, why don't you talk for just a second here? Well, I'm going to pull up the money line because I'm curious about that. Because it's moved. Oh, the money line has <laughs> moved. Uh, so uh, actually, I don't know about the money line. I apologize. What I, what I would do? I like the Chiefs in this game. As I do think, I. I think that uh, the for all the reasons that Fox said, uh, and I am currently looking up the money line on a website that I use uh, and it is plus 165 so Chiefs plus 165 Ooh. Uh, I would rather do Chiefs uh, bet 100 to, one, one, to win 165 than take the 3.5 now that might end up costing me because if, uh, if the Chiefs lose by a field goal then I would have obviously won my, my spread bet but not my money line uh, I'm confident that the Chiefs are going to win, and I would bet Chiefs plus 165. But I think we're all in agreement, uh, myself, uh, Will, and Andy, that the Chiefs should at least cover this game. Yeah. And and in my experience, these over-unders of gigantic numbers like 59, which is just an enormous over-under number, uh, almost always go under. Uh, you know, everyone's everyone's crushing on the over, and that's why it's so high. And I think in this case, you know, that, that's 30 points apiece. I look at this game as like a, a 31-20 Chiefs game. 31-20 Chiefs, that's my call. Great great call, Tony. I'm with you. Yeah, Kansas City all day. I mean, hell, I think this is one game where I would, uh, I would definitely up my unit bets on this Ooh. and uh, potentially pay for some Christmas presents here. So, second game, Monday night game, another one that's pretty decent. Uh, it's San Francisco at Green Bay. Green Bay obviously gets a lot of love from uh, Joe Fuck. I, I mean, Joe Buck, excuse me. Um, but, yeah, we got San Francisco at Green Bay. And San Francisco doesn't really have the stars, the names. It's in Green Bay. It's nationally televised. We've got Green Bay, uh, the initial line I had coming off of, uh, it may have been the same website, um, was Green Bay giving eight and a half, and this was just right before the podcast with an over under of forty five and a half. Okay, well, uh, very close to Fox's numbers, so I'll, I'll uh, read Fox's breakdown. With each week, Rodgers looks more mobile in the pocket. I totally agree with that. And the, this Forty ers team is riddled with injuries. CJ beat hard, or Bethard beat ha- hard. Yeah, no, he literally breaks it down. Beat hard. Ooh. Uh, has looked better than I thought he would since Jimmy G went down. So that's why this game is not quite as sexy as it maybe would have been before Jimmy G being 
extremely sexy. Uh, Jimmy G went down. Uh, despite some Packers wide receiver injuries and Mike McCarthy being a well-noted dolt, uh, <laughs> I'm going with Rodgers and the Packers in this one and taking them in a blowout. So he is going really? to give the nine in this case. So he's got Packers minus nine, and uh, his total that he had was 46. He didn't mention whether he would go over or under. Um, I tend to agree with him on this one. I think that uh, Monday night... Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, like he says, looking more mobile. Um, I just I feel like uh, it's going to be a tough environment for C.J. Beathard, and I expect a, a, a healthy a healthy win by the hated Packers. Yeah, I I I should have booked this at uh, eight and a half. It looks like the lines moved to nine. Unfortunately, I'll, I'll take the Packers giving the nine. Wish I would have booked it sooner. Uh, these nationally televised games, uh, especially in Green Bay, I feel like are always tough. And to your point. Um, I think Green Bay is going to roll them. And on the flip side, I'm going to say that defensive uh, Green Bay's defense gets a touchdown. I Ooh. think. Uh, oh, long shot. I, th- I think. Yeah. It, There's got to be a prop bet for that. You can find <coughs> that somewhere. And it's not even cold weather season. Yes, we're getting a little bit of snow. I'm guessing it'll probably melt. But I think Green Bay defense is uh, going to step up, and I think they're going to put a six on the board. All right. Well, with that, uh, the Vikings game has started just a couple minutes ago, and I think we're going to wrap it up. Let's look at our list here of things we wanted to talk about. I think we, uh, I think we covered everything. Yeah. I, so we're, uh, Will has, in the, since three weeks ago when we last gave you a full podcast, Will's been to Wisconsin. I've been to Richmond, but we're back now. We'll try to get back in our rhythm. Uh, hopefully this week we're going to do kind of a, we're, we're thinking about giving a, uh, our course thoughts new course thoughts just strictly uh, a supplemental podcast strictly course previewing yep. no sponsors we're excluding the sponsors we're excluding are you smarter than a fox just a straight up breakdown where eric nelson has posted the pictures on golden t fan yep. uh we're going to try to bring you one of those this yeah so hopefully that's this week i've got uh some work stuff that's gonna i got a wednesday deadline but after that hopefully i'll be able to uh have some free time and we'll uh, will and i will knock out that podcast so uh uh it, even if that doesn't happen, we'll uh, we'll hook up with you guys next week and uh, hopefully have some more updates on the clubs and the balls and maybe a little bit more information on events mode. Yeah, thank, thanks for joining us here on the Podmore Get Better podcast. We're going to sign off from the Podmore Get Better studios here. <laughs> uh, live from uh, Burnsville, Minnesota. Uh, have a great week, and we'll talk to you guys next week.